0: teacher's talk film episode 22 i'm pete ray joined with my good friend fellow teacher mitchell main what's good what's going on i know your life is amazing filled with many ups and downs and intrigues let's hear about him
1: life is good happy for actually hmm We're honest on this podcast, my friend. We have to address something. Oh, I was going to say I'm happy for Kanye West, but am I happy <laughs> <for> Kanye West <laughs> in the latest news that happened like two days ago? Um, Pete Davidson and Kim K have um, split ties. They are no longer together after I think it was nine months of dating shocking shocking um but you're a big kanye fan how how is the yay camp taking this news i mean it's a w that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> no i was i was thinking
0: just about like i i obviously saw that it happened and um saw what kanye put on instagram which i did think was pretty funny he deleted it too oh did he that's yeah. even better that's even a more kanye move but i was just thinking like it is Kanye West fans are ridiculous, and I include myself in that. But people just get so wrapped up in in all of it. Like, this really doesn't have anything to do with Kanye West. Um, but I guess in typical Kanye West fashion, he makes it about himself. He's just a pro. He's, he, he's a pro celebrity. So um, I, I don't really have too many personal feelings towards it. I'm sure we'll get some... Like funny lyrics about it, which uh, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to. Of course,
1: yeah, um, I couldn't care less. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it opens up the gates for me to bust out the wave runners again. Oh, does it? Yeah, like maybe I should pull them out tomorrow and wear them to the work day. So why why could you not wear the
0: wave runners when Kanye West was divorced? What stopped you there?
1: Well, so there was a period where like it was right after they broke up and like he was coming off like, well, yeah, I was going (laughs) to say psychotic, but in his typical yay fashion, we can say, Um, and I can't can't wear those shoes. Um, Yeah, I don't know if like I could ever buy Travis Scott shoes anymore, even though I think they're really cool looking. Same thing kind of applied. Kanye is a little different, though, because like. It's Kanye. We expect it, yeah. and like, I think part of us like wants Kanye to act ridiculous because it is entertainment. Like I said, I couldn't. Spectacle care less. baby. Spectacle. Uh, yeah, it's a spectacle. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then for a while, I was like, oh, maybe I should bust these wave runners back out, and then I just never did. But now, I think it's opened the floodgates. I should just walk into school stomping in my wave runners. So
0: I have a Kanye West poster on my wall in my classroom. Um, and it really does a lot for me. Like the first like week of school. Cause like kids see it and they're just like, Oh, okay. Like they, you could tell that they, they think something about it. Like they're like, Oh, this, I don't know what exactly they think, but it's not, they don't expect to see it.
1: I guess that's what I'm saying. You need to add like an exit ticket. Um, Looking at my Kanye West poster, what is your first impression of me? And give that to yeah, them on really. the first day.
0: <laughs> but I was talking to some kids last year because we were just talking about Kanye West. And I was like, you know what? One of these days, he's going to do something bad enough that I got to take the poster down. It's going to be a sad day.
1: But he he, he toes the line. He... I was going to say, where is he at right now? Did you cut it in half? What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, it's still up there? Oh, yeah, it's up there, man.
1: It's that's it's old. sweet.
0: It's one of those posters that's Kanye West's head, but it, all it is is his head and then his body is the body of, like, a French, like, um, like the French Revolution War, like, military outfit.
1: I've it seen looks, those. Yeah, those are cool.
0: Yeah, it's sweet, and it looks awesome. And I don't want to take it down, but at some point I know I will. I know I'll have to. That's yeah, that's tough. That's it, it's tough. also back to school night tomorrow. And I, I do always, I'm like, uh, some parents <laughs> gonna see that and be like, yeah, what's wrong with this guy?
1: Yeah, we need to switch out Johnny <laughs> yeah. from Mr. Ray's class.
0: That's okay. I don't I don't want anybody in my class that uh parents don't don't approve of Kanye West. <laughs> Uh I might get some small
1: classes. <laughs> I was just saying you might not be teaching much longer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um yeah, Kanye. And other news really- with that, I um before I'm doing good. Just <laughs> off the right, yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> Nothing really to share. Um, I think this Kanye talk is somewhat interesting. The I found like a a Twitter and I don't know how legitimate it is. Um, It is verified, but it said Kim, like, pleaded with Kanye to take down the Instagram post, but he wouldn't. And then so by the time I checked his Instagram, he had zero posts. So he went and did his typical Kanye fashion and just erased all of it. Now, see, but didn't that didn't that give you something to do today? (laughs) Gave me ten minutes of mild yeah. entertainment. Yeah. Hey, if that's that's all you can
0: ask for, ten minutes of a little Kanye Instagram drama, that'll get you through a Monday.
1: <laughs> it's like if I'm not getting a new album or music video or something, I, I, I like I like some drama, some just nonsense.
0: And I feel like the best thing is he just goes off the face of the earth for like we like we hadn't heard from him for, for a while, and then yeah, he just bang right with the Photoshop newspaper ad and then yeah it's it's oh uh, i think i maybe feel bad about that i'll delete it
1: god i love kanye west man i love kanye west people today kids today just don't know like oh five kanye and yeah oh eight and he was a different animal yep yep we had to his breakup was coming though yeah like, yeah. did we think they were going to get married? No.
0: I don't know. She's been married a lot, of, a lot of peeps.
1: Yeah, so this begs the question, is Kim crazy or is it indeed Kanye?
0: Dude, I think every celebrity is just <laughs> insane crazy. Yes. Except for who's the least crazy celebrity?
1: mm. Paul Rudd. Hmm. We mentioned Good him pick. a few episodes back. Good pick. I don't have an answer. You never hear Paul Rudd's name in any bad tabloids or anything. Yeah, no way. No way.
0: All right. Well, that's been pop
1: culture talk here on the <laughs> Teachers
0: Talk Film. Um, yeah, we really only delve into that when it's uh, absolutely necessary, which it was today.
1: And you know, I didn't have any intention of talking about this until you asked me how I was doing and my mind immediately went to Kanye. So I think that says something.
0: I like that because it like that happens to me sometimes like we hit record and then like either I start my spiel or you start intro in the episode and then yeah, something's just smashes into your brain. It's like, okay, I'm gonna surprise him with this one.
1: Doesn't Kanye even call that like the 15 minute stream of consciousness. And like, that's how he makes music through those. I'm sure minutes. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. <laughs> I'm sure he's
0: got a crazier name for it than that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, before we get to this review, since we are such, we have such a large following, um, millions of fans worldwide, I think we're probably in, uh, at least 74 countries at this point. Um, we figured we would uh, plug a uh, a different podcast um, that you could maybe check out. And I believe the Steve's machine is going to uh, give a little intro about this podcast right here, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So um, we have a what do we call them like partner pod? Yeah, we can call partner them pod. I like Partner it. pod. Um, they're called two idiots and a dog. Um, let's play a little snippet of what they do. Do you like cute dogs? Of course you do. We have a cute dog, and we'll share pictures of her if you listen to our podcast. We are Two Idiots and a Dog, and we talk about movies and other media. And post pictures of our dog, Kaiju. New episodes post weekly on podpage.com slash T-I-A-A-D media. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at T-I-A-A-D media, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. So give us a listen. You wouldn't want to disappoint Kaiju. So, yeah, check them out if you want to. Um, I know they'd appreciate it. Let us know um, if you did or let them know that TTF brought you there. Um, oh, TTF sent you. Yeah, TTF sent you. Hashtag TTF sent me.
0: And why don't you just throw hashtag Kanye West forever on that as well? Both those hashtags, let them know. <laughs>
1: I don't know if people are going to hashtag that. Um, They might hashtag the movie we watched today or this week. It was a good movie. Maybe. The Long Goodbye. Um, Yeah.
0: This is going to be an interesting one to talk about. Let's hit it with the synopsis. Detective Philip Marlowe tries to help a friend who is accused of murdering his wife. That's the synopsis. That's it. One sentence. I love it. Especially because if you maybe try to write more of a more of a robust synopsis, I don't know if it would be possible with this movie. All right. And I would like to start you off with a question. Oh. I like when you do that. Okay. One to ten. Philip Marlowe, our main character. Okay. Ten, he is the coolest guy you've ever met. One, he is the lamest man to ever grace the big screen. Where are you (laughs) putting him
1: on our little number scale? Dude, if Chill was a person, it's Philip Marlowe. Um, He's a 20 thousand Kabillion. I think he's so cool, dude. Uh, Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, first of all, he looks like a mix between the guy and I'm blanking on his name. The guy who plays Cosmo Kramer, Michael Richards. Yes, thank you. And Ben Stiller. He's okay, I agree. Of the two, um, the dude is never in a hurry, except for like two moments in the movie. I was asking myself, surely this guy's gonna like have a running scene at some point. <laughs> like he just—he's always walking, he's always in a suit. He has a cool cat that he has cool conversations with. Um, I don't think this is cool necessarily, but it's—it's it's unordinary. He lights his cigarettes by literally just taking a matchstick and flicking it on quite literally anything in his proximity that might be a wall that might be the ground that might be like his fingernail at one point i think like this dude just doesn't really get riled up about anything he's chill um and one of my favorite parts about this movie is how we're basically just a fly on the wall as we are going throughout philip marlowe's like what do we say like four or five days of investigation maybe yeah okay so I, I go
0: back and forth like the whole time I completely agree with you he's the chillest dude in the world and I I really respect that and thought that that was awesome but there are parts where it's like I mean the beginning the intro to him I it's a fantastic intro to who he is that he's up at three in the morning because his cat's meowing at him and he's got to go to the store. All the like take care of this cat. You just see he lives in like, I don't know, LA filth basically, but it's Mm -hmm. also in a nice place. And yeah, I don't know. Like he seems broke, but at the same time, like you said, it doesn't matter to him in any way, which you have to respect and which ultimately makes him cooler, way cooler. So, if I had
1: to put him on the scale, I don't know probably a seven, maybe a six I mean he doesn't really even get riled up until the end, which we'll get to right um, a six though man that's low I don't
0: and I mean it in the best way, I don't know I don't know I go back and forth but i I really respect the the chillness it is it is insane, it's unbelievable.
1: Would you go out at 3 a.m. to your local market to buy your cat curry brand food?
0: Tough to say. Tough to say. Um, Probably. Probably if it's it's meowing and as persistent as
1: his cat was. What did he feed him before? it? It was like cottage cheese and like raw egg and salt. Yeah, it looked
0: nasty. I love that the cat was just like, nah, I'm just throwing this on the ground.
1: Yeah. And the cat knocked it over on the ground. And what would a typical guy do in that moment? (laughs) That's what I thought
0: when I saw it. He was just like, ah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, all right,
1: I guess I'll just go to the store.
0: (laughs) So I I guess a few more moments that show just how relaxed he is. I think the whole his whole neighbor situation. Yes. (laughs) The fact that he li- like literally just does not care about his neighbors in any way at all, <laughs> given who they are, like what they do, that like I found that so funny throughout the movie. There's so many instances where like he runs into them, or it's it's also funny to see the interplay when other people show up to their house and they're like, "Oh my god," and he's just like, "Oh,
1: whatever, man." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, they they dip candles for a living." <laughs> <laughs> But even then, he bought them the the brownie mix at the beginning. True. And did he ask for anything in return? No, because it hurt his teeth, yeah, supposedly. That's the <laughs> weirdest excuse to not have a brownie, I think I've ever heard. Uh, yeah, I guess
0: it, it's he is a he's a hilarious character. Um Another moment I'm thinking of is when he goes on like the he goes into the like rehab hospital and he sneaks back in there and it's dark and he's like spying on these guys and the doctor's trying to get the the writer to sign the check Mm -hmm. and he's it's he's this is where i get mixed up it's so cool because he says like i don't think you need to sign that out of nowhere and they're like surprised but he smushes his face up against (laughs) the screen of the window and he's just he looks so dumb and he's got a screen pushed up against there and he's like doing this private eye work. I don't know. It's just hilarious. The, the back and
1: forth. He's, he's chill, bro. He's chill bro. <laughs> for real. Um, You talked a little bit about it. Did you notice, like, I don't know. One thing that I thought was really effective in this movie was, I think you said it back on the once upon a time in America episode. You said something like the cinematography takes its time. Um, yeah. I feel like it does that in this too, but not to the obnoxious point that Sergio Leone had in Once Upon a Time. Um, that stupid I, phone ringing. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I <laughs> loved all the close-up shots in this. Um, and a lot of the close-up shots are like angled in a, a situation like we're like on one side of a mirror or window, and then the object or the focus is on the other side. That's that one scene where he sees Roger and Doctor V, and he's just puffing his cigarette with his nose on the window, and it just like zooms in on his face, and it's just the beady sweat dripping down his face, and like it's all the close-up shots we see that so many times in this movie. I don't know. That's something that's just so little, but I think it really makes a difference in like setting the mood for the whole story.
0: Um, another one that just popped into my head when you said that was the the scene where he's getting interrogated. And I don't know if we're ever. We might be in the actual room with him. It's like we are. We're in the like spying room. And yeah, we're, we're only seeing him through that tiny little window that's all scratched up and nasty. Uh, and yeah, we only get to watch that like from that barrier. I thought that that was a cool shot. I I like that scene a lot too.
1: And to add on that scene, he has his ink hand. Yeah. And the guy's like, what are you doing? And he's smeared it across his face. He's like, I'm just making war paint. <laughs> like, that is a chill dude if I've ever seen one. Like, you're being interrogated for potential murder, and you're in here painting your face. Like, he doesn't care.
0: I think he makes a joke, too, that he's, like, got a football game that weekend, and he's, like, <laughs> putting paint on to get ready for it.
1: <laughs> he's great. Oh uh,
0: Yeah, yeah. The other, you mentioned, like, the mirror shots, the one shot that I just couldn't believe in here was when he goes to the house of um, her name's Eileen and the writer. Roger. I can't remember his name. Roger. Yeah, the drunk guy. And we he goes down to the beach and we get the shot of like it's them talking in the house through the window. But in the reflection of the window, we see him on the beach just like. Kicking rocks and tried to stay out of the water. Well, that was, I couldn't tell if they, I don't think they actually got the reflection there, did they? Or is it just two shots put on top of each other?
1: I think it's two shots.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that that was funny because he's down there just like messing around on the beach and they're having like this huge fight about like, I'm going to leave you and we're getting divorced and all this. And he's just like, oh I'll, yeah, I'll go down to the beach. You guys can talk
1: yeah he's just going with the flow man um there's another beach scene too where it's when his name's roger the writer um he goes out and he basically just drowns himself um this is the one moment where philip marlowe just a chill name too, philip marlowe um he actually gets a run and he's he's full-on sprinting um and he does his best to save him for like 20 seconds. And then he's just like, ah, all right, <laughs> time to move Big on. Big waves. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is, he is such an
0: interesting character. And the, the fact that he is like, we got to talk about Phil Noir to talk about this. Yeah. Because I feel like this is a, it's a Noir, but I feel like it's satire of noir, like it's also making fun of it at the same time, but it's also serious. It, it was really tough for me to figure this movie out. It made me feel kind of dumb at points because I was like, what, what am I supposed to be thinking? Like, what's going on? And I think that that idea of, like, I love film noir. We, I, I believe we talked about it, that uh, like I do a unit on that in film studies. Mm-hmm. And we watch double indemnity and the character in double indemnity. He's a, he's a insurance salesman. He says the coolest lines. He's the coolest guy. He's tall. He's got a sweet hat. Um, but every film noir, like main character, like Humphrey Bogart's characters, they're all these like quick talking. They're just cool dudes. They're carrying around guns and they're solving crimes. And then we get this guy. It's, it's, I don't know. It's perfect and weird and doesn't make any sense all at the same time.
1: So, so was there a turning point? Cause there was a turning point for me when like, cause you mentioned like satirizing noir and I agree with you. I definitely think it does that. Was there a turning point where like you really began to see that coming through
0: a big time turning point.
1: It's my, <laughs> I think it's my favorite
0: moment from the movie. What, which one? And then he also- sneaks out. He sneaks out when those guys are like demanding the money from him. Um, And he goes, I can't even remember what he does, but he basically comes back and he knows that there's a guy watching his house. And then the next morning he comes down. <laughs> it's hilarious. He goes up to the guy. His name's Harry. Uh, this is the guy that's like kind of with the gang that's like trying to basically maybe kill him. And he just comes out and he has just a perfectly regular conversation with him. And he's like, Hey, Harry, like, how you doing? He's like, uh, this is the address I'm heading to in case, in case <laughs> you lose me. Like this is where I'm headed. <laughs> and he's, he looks at him. He's like, you're a really good guy. I'm, I'm really proud to have you following me. <laughs> that right. I was like, okay, th- that is hilarious. That's super funny. And then even when he gets there, he like goes to the gate and he's like, Harry follows it right up. And he's like, Harry, dude, you're not doing this right. You're not, I'm not supposed to see you. You're supposed to hang back at the car and wait till I come in. <laughs> and then Harry jumps up on the gate and it opens and he's just standing right there and he shuts it again. That, that really changed my thinking about it big time. Where was your turning point?
1: See, I noticed that moment too. And I was kind of like, what the heck? And I was like, this guy's just, just mad chill bro for real <laughs> uh, like i was like that's a smooth move he's basically just calling out the person spying on him um but the moment where it really changed for me it still involved those gang members um but it was towards the approaching the third act you could say um it was when Marlo goes to like his office or something. I can't remember the main guy's name, the main gang member. Um I think it's it's Marty. Mar- yeah. Marty Augustine. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, Augustine. So he goes into his office or whatever and like he's asking for um the money that Terry owed him. Um yeah, Lennox. Too many names, man. Yeah, Terry Lennox, um also known as Lenny Potts, which is a great alias um but nonetheless like um augustine doesn't believe Marlowe, and like that he doesn't have money and so like he's like all right to prove a point uh let's all take our clothes off <laughs> and i was like when this happens i'm like okay like i thought these guys like were somewhat tough you know yeah um, i mean arnold schwarzenegger is there in his deep <laughs> bodybuilding phase with uh, a mustache oh my god it's a stash he missed the stash draft a while back. Yeah. Um, But no, when they all start like taking off their clothes to prove a point that they have nothing on them. I was like, okay, this is kind of like poking fun at like mobster stories and things like that.
0: I thought that was hilarious. The fact that the, the Augustine guy thinks that, you know what, to be completely honest, to be completely true and not hide anything. Like we just have to have no clothes on. Like that's (laughs) how, that's just how things have to be done. And I'm the mobster guy. So I get to say that. I also, this was actually the point where I was like getting hints of like, okay, there's something weird going on here. When they first show up to his house and they come in and like the augustine guy comes in first and then his crew follows him and marlo's like oh you got a a mexican guy and an italian guy and he, there's like all these different like groups of people cuz usually when you think of like mobs like if you think of the godfather it's like okay everybody's italian or right. you you think of these like biker gangs like everybody's kind of the same and then he, he was like, oh, you got one of each one here. Like, it was like, okay, there's something funny going on here as well.
1: It's even hard to then, like, pinpoint where Marlo belongs in this whole scheme. Because, like, we get a sense, like, Lennox, his quote-unquote friend, like, he had, like, some run-ins with, like, this gang or this mob or whatever. And, like, he might have even been a part of it at some point but like at the same time then like Marlowe is a friend of his yet he is a private detective like just like so many moving parts and so paradoxical isn't the right word but just like you can't really pinpoint philip Marlowe. you like he's always keeping you guessing um and he does a great job of then pointing out the people out to get him Yeah. And that, that's what I struggled with with this is like, he
0: doesn't fit. But then when I think about it, I'm like, this is probably the most realistic version of like a private eye investigator. Like he's not the, not the level of chill that he's at, but the just it's this movie's like so split up and just not put together well. But then I'm like, Oh, that's that kind of makes sense. Like how this dude's life probably probably would be so it's like realistic and not at the same time i just there is a lot of um contradiction i feel like
1: yeah what parts felt the most like clumsy to you or awkward because that's where it lost some points for me well we talk i mean kind of the whole first act is like
0: okay what's what's going on here i i was just i don't know not i was trying to get into it but i couldn't the the moment the the coke bottle moment Mm -hmm. with joanne yeah how does i don't don't see how that fits because again it's contradictory this movie is he's a chill guy it's funny um it's kind of like off the wall we don't know what's going on and then just out of nowhere she gets smacked with this coke bottle and it's like okay is this real now And maybe that's what it's supposed to be there for. It's like, okay, there are stakes here. I don't know. That that was
1: Augustine who struck her with the Coke bottle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like their, his girlfriend, basically. I think, I think it's like the, it's kind of going back to the whole taking your clothes off moment. Like he will do anything to prove a point. Like he has this like sort of bad to the bone DNA in him. Cause he says multiple times, like, this is what I did to her and I care about her. I don't like you. Uh, So he's like, I think it's like poking at like, maybe I wouldn't say like male, like toxic masculinity, but just like the egos involved in mobs and mobsters, because like this guy, like he is willing to literally abuse his girlfriend and um, expose himself and his partners to, prove that he is quote-unquote tough but that was so weird to me maybe the
0: humor in it like it's hard to find humor in that but maybe the humor is it is like they leave his house and they don't do anything to him (laughs) (laughs) like as i'm thinking about it like the only person that got hurt there was like his
1: girlfriend well don't they get distracted by the neighbors yeah that's a big part of it too yeah Yeah. (laughs) And Philip's just so accustomed to it. he Like he doesn't even look over there. There's so many shots where the camera like is focused on Augustine and um, Philip sitting down. And like, it's just dark light. I love this shot in his apartment. It's a dark light. And like, you just see a cloud of smoke over Marlo's face. The only light that's coming in is from the outside. And then directly outside are all the neighbor's. And so, like it's like this sense of distraction, and you can even see like Augustine's buddies in the back, like yeah. looking out the window. <laughs> he even slaps—he slaps binoculars out of his friend's hand at one point. He's like, "What are we doing here? Come on, guys!" It's totally just poking fun at like the mob mentality. I feel like. Yeah, where did where did you feel that it was like clunky? Didn't didn't totally fit. Well, I had some questions for you, um, and this is going to get to that too. Um, I don't know if I needed the whole, I I mean, maybe I did the Roger and the Dr. V storyline. Yeah. Like, did you find any importance in that? Other than the fact that, um, Eileen spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it, that Eileen was cheating on Roger with Terry. Like he was kind of like this Roger character was just kind of like a decoy. See, I think my answer would be to that would be I
0: don't care about anything that happens in here. Like, (laughs) I I feel like that's just how it's set up. It's just these random series of events, and I struggled with that. Like, okay, what what am I supposed to care about until the third act? Then it, I feel like I start to like I don't know, not maybe piece the story together and start to like care a little bit more. But yeah, overall. I just felt like, okay, this is just sort of kind of a random series of events thrown together and we're going to see how he reacts to them.
1: Yeah, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying with like the fly on the wall feel like because like if you look at like a person's regular day, like our days today were incredibly random. Like we just go through random things and like that's what this movie is. I was yeah, I was trying to piece together like, okay, why does Roger matter? Why does Dr. V matter? I thought the actor who played Dr. V was great. He had this very like cool yet menacing look about him
0: so um, i he i I picked this movie. I mentioned it last week that I picked this movie because I watched Nashville, which is by the same director. He is like one of the main characters in Nashville, and he plays like this country music legend uh and he plays it so well it is it is perfect he isn't like and when i saw him pop up again like that's all i could think of but yeah he's a great actor
1: what's his name do you know
0: i don't even know his name i should know it cuz yeah he is he did such a good job in in both of these and he's like hardly in this one he's in the other one a lot his name's henry gibson
1: henry gibson we got to give henry gibson his flowers is he still alive I'm assuming. Um, 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 no. Oh, rest in peace. Henry Gibson. (laughs) Rest in peace. He was born in Germantown, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Philly, Philly. (laughs) Um, my other question, Marlo, he gets sent to the hospital. Um, because he's chasing after Eileen and he runs out into the street, probably his lowest of low moments in terms of his chillness, Um, very much so unchill in this moment. Um, But he runs into a car that looks like Eileen's. It's not hers. And he's sent to the hospital and he escapes and his, um, I guess we can call him his room partner. The guy sharing the room with him is totally bandaged up. We can't see his face. We can't see anything. And he gives him a baby sized harmonica. Um, We'll get back to the harmonica. My question is why (laughs) and who in the heck is that?
0: Okay. I feel like because I I, this is one of the few movies I like read some stuff about it because I was like, okay, am I on? Any page at all with anyone else, but this actually makes sense to me. I feel like Robert Altman, I don't know him. I't this is on his second movie I've seen of him. It feels like he makes movies like I make jokes in class, like it's just like, I'll throw this out there I'll throw this out there to see what happens with it
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> so I, I feel like, yeah, he just throws the baby harmonica in there because he's like,Ma, I don't know. I thought of it last night. why not throw it in there and to back that that piece up is <laughs> how about the the soundtrack the they play the same song throughout this whole movie it's called the long goodbye mm-hmm. and there's like 10 different people singing it but it's all a different song <laughs> i was like okay this is just this is just a giant joke all throughout the entire thing so i don't baby harmonica like you said we'll talk about it in the end and i loved it but he, i don't yeah what's the point of all of this it's just a i don't know a little random thing
1: so you think robert altman is just essentially trolling kind of yeah <laughs> just like i'm making a movie i'll put some weird stuff in there so i haven't read anything are are there any theories like that it was roger or something found or any No, i didn't like i what? didn't find anything like that no okay so I was trying to think, OK, like, who the heck is this? He's clearly has something to say to him. And I don't think Marlowe ever picks up on what actually is being said to him. He just says, like, oh, thanks for the harmonica and walks out. <laughs> um, and he tells the nurse that that guy is indeed Philip Marlowe, and that he was checking out. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he is just trolling us. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. I feel like it makes me want to watch more of his movies just to be like, um, is this like a thing? Is he just uh, is he just kind of a weird dude? This is how he does things.
1: What's his filmography? Do you have that open right now?
0: I don't. Um, like I said, I know Nashville. Some other Robert Altman films. We've got, uh, this isn't as quick as I thought it would be. I got Gosford Park. Never heard of it. Nashville. Heard of it. Shortcuts. Never heard of it. The player. Oh yeah. I've heard of the player as well. And I've heard that the player is like kind of satire on Hollywood.
1: He probably is just trolling now that I think about it. Were you trying to find a deep symbolic meaning to the baby harmonica? Yeah. And, I, and then my mind went to um, the SpongeBob SquarePants episode where Mr. <laughs> Krabs has the baby uh, violin. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if that's where they drew inspiration from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. But that was, that was bizarre. I, yeah. He probably is trolling. Um What happens after this? He comes out of the hospital. He, he learns some big news here and this is kind of like the spoiler. Um, Was this news like shocking to you? Was it like a, a mind bend at all? Were you expecting it? Okay. That was the other thing. I feel like with noir, the
0: big thing is like, Oh, it's this complex story. It's hard to figure out. And this was, but at the same time, didn't we know that this guy killed his wife like from the very beginning like when like it's pretty clear that he killed his wife when he first shows up
1: right and i think what um i feel like because the synopsis kind of is steering me wrong the your synopsis that from imdb reads philip marlowe tries to help a friend who is accused of murdering his wife i feel like Marlo was more so concerned with trying to find out what happened to him. Terry Lennox himself. True. Yeah. Because it's assumed that he killed himself, but I feel like Marlo wasn't buying that.
0: Yeah. And that's like the whole reason why he goes to Mexico and all that. Um, So, yeah, I guess that would be maybe the bigger twist is that he's like
1: alive. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I think that's the big twist that people would view as a twist. Yeah, Um, It wasn't too surprising for me at the end. I couldn't, this is where I started to doze off. It's been a long day. Um, I didn't doze off, but I was definitely kind of zoned out a little bit. Um, Right before Marlo meets with Linux in Mexico, he's driving in like the taxi and he's asked, or he's driving in the police car with the police officers and he's asking them about like what truly happened to Linux. I know the details, blah, blah, blah. And I'm I'm spacing on what they said because I feel like that was important because right after that moment, that dialogue, we see Linux and Marlowe together. Yeah, so I know that he, like, I'm trying to remember
0: it too. I don't remember it all that well. I know he's like trying to bribe them for like information. He talks about paying for all the cobblestones on the road with the, the money that he could give them. Cause he's trying to give him the $5,000 bill, which is just like, what, what is this? A $5,000 bill. I don't, I, I, maybe we do. I can't remember. Maybe we do get like them t- kind of telling him where Lennox is, but I'm not totally sure. Cause I know we could, we could talk about the next scene, which is the ending, which is him showing up Lennox is chilling in the hammock. Um, what, how do you feel about The shot.
1: I felt like along with other things in this movie, um, and this isn't a bad thing, the connotation seems bad, but it it, everything feels like underwhelming, especially this moment, too. Um, because like they have like a 30-second dialogue, maybe Lennox and Marlowe, like, and you would think Philip Marlowe would be like, Gotcha, and like (laughs) Super like pumped, but again, he's just, hey, look at you. Um, and then Linux gets up off the hammock and basically, like, admits to basically putting Marlo on like this wild goose chase. Um, because in the beginning of the movie, obviously, we know that Marlo drives Linux to the airport so he can fly to Tijuana, Mexico. Um, I think he just drives him to Tijuana, he just just straight up drives him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how chill is that (laughs) (laughs) three in (laughs) Um, the morning? Yeah. Um, But then Linux basically says, yeah, like um, I had to do this because um, I was seeing Eileen who is Roger's wife. Eileen believed that Roger killed Sylvia who is Lennox's wife. But it was in fact Linux who killed his own wife. He says he didn't mean to, it was by accident. Yeah. Um, but we all know what that means. Um, but at this point, anyways, Linux is dead, according to all records of human life. And so Marlo feels inclined and has the motive to just shoot him. Um, but it doesn't come without a one-liner before. Do you know what one liner I'm talking about? Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. One of the greatest <laughs> okay, again, back to my original thing. Contradictory, lame, but also amazing at the same time. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Linux basically tells Marlowe, you're a born loser. <laughs> and Marlo <laughs> stares at him, cigarette in mouth, I think. And he says, Yeah, I even lost my cat. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Bang. And he dies in the water. Um, Clint Eastwood, worthy, final line. <laughs> <laughs> That's up there with, uh, You feeling tough, punk? Or is that what he says? Feeling lucky, punk. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I laughed out loud at that. Like,
0: I was like, I even lost my cat. And, It's like, this dude, that's all this guy's thinking about. That's all this guy cares about. And it's like, he's just shooting this guy because he's, I don't know, he's just fed up. He's finally fed up. But then even after that, it's just like, he walks away playing the baby harmonica. And it's like, huh, life's okay. And who
1: drives by him? Yes. None other than Eileen. Yeah. And she looks back at him, kind of like perplexed. And he's just, uh, how do you, blowing away in his little harmonica. Um, he fades out of the shot or he keeps walking out of the shot and he starts dancing a little bit.
0: That's what I was about to say. He starts dancing with the locals, just yeah. like, yep, just kill the guy. Gonna go try and find my cat back in LA now.
1: In the end, that's really all he cares about is his cat the only time he ever seeks out any sort of assistance is when he goes to his neighbors and asks them to look after his cat. They're totally ignoring him for obvious reasons. If you watch it, Um, he tries to get their attention for like 15 seconds and then he's just like, all right, well I tried.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that's the only real, and maybe there's a couple other moments, but it's the only time we see him like in, like the least amount of panic because he's, he goes, it's a different time, but he goes and asks them. He's like, Hey, have you guys seen my cat? Like he hasn't been back for a couple of days. So yeah, it's it's all about the cat cat holds everything together.
1: I think this is one of the better opening sequences establishing their dynamic because it really does kind of, it sounds so stupid, but like the dynamic of him and his cat, it's kind of humorous, but it carries throughout the whole entire movie. And then at the very end. Yeah. And I even lost my cat.
0: <laughs> Great line. Great moment. Um, my last thing I have to say is I did like the like besides the long goodbye song playing throughout everything, like the soundtrack behind things was pretty cool. Like the kind of like upbeat, chill jazz going on. That was that was sweet. And definitely like some 70s LA. Like it 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 fit. It fit well. Made everything look and feel cool.
1: That's how I describe the score. It's like um, the score is like drinking black coffee on a rainy day. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact, I don't know why, but the fact that it's in LA makes it cooler. Yeah, His apartment too. I just love the whole landscape. All the wide shots with him like going up into the elevator and like going into his apartment and like his apartment kind of looking over the filth of LA like just very cool to the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's, right one, that's all I Anything have. For um, score. No, I just want to give my flowers to John Williams because he was the one in charge of music. I wrote that down. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Shout cool. out John Williams. Star Wars fame. Yeah. Um this is an 84 for me. I liked it. It was good. It was um underwhelming but i think that is okay and i think like with noirs like they are very much so like a slow burn um this definitely fits into that but it does poke fun at a lot of noir elements um and i like how you said you think robert altman's just trolling us because i was trying to figure out what the heck's going on and yeah he's probably just trolling so i liked it all it was enjoyable um Definitely one of the weirder films we've probably watched on here. Um, But yeah, I enjoyed it. 84.
0: Yeah, I, I gave it an 86. Um, I think that if I watched it again, just like knowing what to expect, my score would probably go up a lot. Like, I, I just think I came in expecting there to be like a plot and (laughs) didn't necessarily get one. So, yeah, I think I would maybe notice, like, in the first half, some funnier things that I, like, didn't really key in on until, like, we talked about that turning point. But, yeah, uh, it was it was an interesting movie. I'm glad I picked it because it was one that, like, if I would have watched it, just, like, not talked to it uh, about with anyone, it, I would have, I'd be in a mental conundrum. So, thanks for <laughs> helping me out here.
1: <laughs> yeah, That's what we do. That's what we do on Teachers Talk Film. You want to take yeah, a guess? So, at what? Um, sorry, I interrupted you. No, you're good. Um, that's what we do best on here. We <laughs> interrupt each other. What do you think the critics gave this movie? I'm guessing high, high, high. Ninety-four. Ninety-four.
0: What's the audience?
1: Eighty-sevens. I'm feeling good about that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we're right on. Yeah. We're normies. <laughs>
1: I'm surprised the audience score is that high, though, honestly. Me too. I would have thought it would have been way lower. Everything
0: I see about this, though, is that people love it. Like, love it, love it. So, I don't know. Maybe we're a little, little lower. I don't know.
1: I do think Elliot Gold is his name. He's the guy who plays Philip Marlowe. Perfect. Spectacular. I think I one knew of my him. best singular performances that I've seen. Yeah.
0: I knew him from Oceans, the Oceans movies, and he's awesome in there. Plays so like a really rich guy. Um, and yeah, he, he crushed this. He crushed it for sure.
1: Without him, it would definitely lack. Yeah, yeah. he does great. He does great.
0: All right. An 86 and an 84 for the long goodbye. Um, we are not saying goodbye, though, because we are actually going to be saying hello here pretty Whoa. soon. Whoa. Whoa. The brain's off summer mode, baby. It's working <laughs> now. It's working. Uh, anyways, we're going to be saying hello to uh, some new students here very, very soon. In fact, the day that this episode releases, we will be uh, we'll be in the classroom, we'll be in the trenches. <laughs> so, uh, the first day of school, time of anxiety, excitement, um, butterflies in the stomach, and uh, I just want to know what's the first day of school look like for you.
1: First day of school for me, I do the same thing in all my classes. Um, I talk about who I am for five-ish minutes. Let me stop you right there. Yeah.
0: I, I, I always know that I should do that. Like, kids need to know who you are. How do you just openly just be like, yeah, this is who I am. These are my deepest, darkest secrets and
1: desires. <laughs> I say, like, I do my little intro. I say, hello, my name is Mr. Main. This is blah, blah, blah. If your schedule says anything other than blah, 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 I am sorry, but you are unfortunately in the wrong place. Um, today you are going to hear a lot about me, um, more than you probably ever care to know, but I know that you are all 32 faces staring and judging me at this moment. So I'm just going to tell you up front. Self
0: deprecating. I think that's my greatest strength, actually.
1: It's what you have to do as a teacher, honestly. Yeah. For sure. That's how you get them to actually do work and listen to you. It's the biggest, like, I feel like psychological
0: trick is if, yeah, you just are like, yeah, I I suck, but listen.
1: (laughs) I show a picture of, like, me as a senior in high school where I'm like, it's my football picture. Nice. And, like, there's a picture of me, like, palming two basketballs. I'm like, there's me when I was your age, when I thought I was way cooler than I actually was. Um, Yeah. But then I have them just write letters to me on day one. Because, like you said, there's anxieties on that day. There is excitement. Um, A lot of things going on in these kids' brains. They may be being drained with syllabus talk
0: in all Mm -hmm. their other
1: classes. They may be doing um, a snowball fight activity, which they do with me on day two. Um, But day one, I like to keep it real light. I have them write letters to me. One, because it's how I get to know them. Two, it gives me a writing sample day one. I already know a little bit about their writing style. And I read a letter that I write to them each year. um, So they get more unnecessary information about mr main um yeah and then that's day one day two we get a little more interactive with the group um it's very light what do you do
0: so i remember maybe last year you told me about the letter thing and i stole that from you um i think i did it on like the second day uh because i uh, you mentioned the snowball fight which uh to anybody not in the teaching profession snowball fight i give you a piece of paper you write down three things about it uh, or three taper. <laughs> yeah. uh, it has lines. It is very thin, and um, it's hard to erase. No. Uh, yeah, not, so that's not what not I fun. usually get. No, three three things about themselves, and I usually get like I have three pets. I play the saxophone, and this summer I didn't do anything. Um, and then you'll get the kids that like uh, you know they want to throw a little joke in there. I've only had a kid be inappropriate once, and I was like, really? First day of school, man, that's no fun. That's no fun at all. Can you um, say what was said on pod or no? I don't remember it. I just remember the awkward feeling of b- being like, man, I can't let this slide on day one. You're making <laughs> me do this already. I'm like, this stinks, dude. Yeah. And I actually like the kids, so it, it worked out, but <laughs> rough impression. Um, and then they crumple them up and they throw them. They throw them at each other. It's a snowball fight. Then they open it up. They read it. Uh, we go around the room. And I kind of just like pester kids for 45 minutes. Like I make them stand up. And like I say, who are you? And we've learned three things about you. And then I'm, I don't know. I always just ask them some more questions. And that really helps me get to know them. Mm-hmm. It locks in. Um, I always just make fun of them for things. Like I remember last year, a girl said she was an Ed Sheeran fan. I was like, oh, Just what? And the whole year she was the Ed Sheeran fan. I don't even think she liked him that much, but she wrote it down. So it's who she was. (laughs) And I don't know. I just hate the first day of school, man. I hate it. I just want them to know me. I just want them to know. Like, if I could invent a pill that they could all take and they would just, like, they just know who I am. Like, we've known each other for three months of school. I wish somebody could have meant that.
1: You got to from my years of experience, uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. I just like being vulnerable with them. Yeah.
0: I also, I do. I also, I thrive in awkwardness. Yes. I thrive in it and I just make the situation more awkward because that's how I roll. So I, there are parts of, and it's maybe that's, that's, uh, what's the word demented, um, of me that, that I do kind of relish and like, okay, this is going to be awkward and I'm going to love it.
1: I'm going to like parts of it. One of my favorite things on the first day, every day I start my class by, I have a mini gavel and I go up to my podium <laughs> and I go and I, with the gavel, I make a dun, 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 dun sound. nice And then the class will then go dun, dun on the desk. Um, but the first day I do that, and they have no idea what's going on. So there's just awkward silence after. And then each year I try to just be as awkward as possible for the longest amount of time. So like I'll do the dun-dun-dun-dun and it's just awkward silence. All eyes are on me. And I just scan the room for literally like 50 seconds and it's just completely silent. One person breaks it and then I'm just like, all right. (laughs) I love doing roll on
0: the first day and I just make roll take like 10 minutes. Like I'm taking attendance for 10 minutes long. I'm looking at the list like in such awkward pauses that it's, it's uncomfortable for everyone. <laughs> and then I'm looking around the room and then it's like, okay, I'll call the next name. I know that's what you want.
1: Do you have any weird role stories taking role stories? Um, just people's, uh, <laughs> It gets harder and harder with people's names every year, man. Yeah. We're yeah. going to get like in a few years, we're going to get like COVID. <laughs> oh, no.
0: No, 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 no. no. COVID. The problem is that that doesn't even sound bad. Like if that sounds like it could That's be. That's what a, I'm saying. Like a little Italian. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled K-O-V-E-E-D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. No, no, I don't think I have any funny ones. I did have a kid one year. He was in like three of my classes, like three English classes. I was like, dude, I don't think you want to take English three three times. Like, <laughs> you got to go fix this. <laughs> There's all like a first black. day
1: scheduling hijinks thing.
0: Yeah. So every once in a while, I will. Like, I, I know they're anxious, so I don't love, love to do it. But I'll just say it's a class that it's not. Like I'll be like, welcome to creative writing. No, I like that. It's like, nah, this ain't creative writing.
1: This welcome is complete. To The history of water polo. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 I might have to throw one of those in there. But yeah, I I constantly go back and forth on what to do because I, I do I love the letters. I'll definitely do that again this year. I've thought about doing some stations, getting them up, moving around. I don't know. It's I I go back to the snowball, go back
1: to the classic. It's trustworthy. It's little prep and it takes Um, about a skinny, like a 40, about 45 minutes. Um, I was taking role. It was last year actually. And I called this person's name. And if you've seen the breakfast club, she's like the, um, like the edgy character in the goth or in the breakfast club, kind of like the goth character. I ended up loving this kid. Like they're amazing. Um, first day I like call out their name and I go, she goes, yeah, that's me. And I go, okay. Um, do you go by anything else? And she goes, just call me whatever you want. <laughs> like, just, like no hesitation, just serious. And I was, I like got into like a little debate with her about like the importance of identity okay now this i'm with you keep going like, on yeah and i was like no i'm not just gonna call you whatever i want i'm gonna call you what you want me to call you and she was like well you can just call me whatever you want and she like just gave a random name and i'm like is that what you want to go by and she was like i don't care and i was just like we just got into the weeds about it and i was like okay so people are gonna call you something you have to be proud of your name blah 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 and then eventually we got to a nickname and it worked out um yeah yeah interesting role story
0: no I agree with you I think we talked about this on uh the spirited away episode episode one but I I would guess we have some new fans since then some new listeners but I talked about how uh like my first name's Peter but no one calls me Peter everybody calls me Pete those kids that their name's like Jonathan and I'm like you go by John Johnny Jonathan I don't care no 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 I care. So you pick one, you pick one. Cause that's who you're going to be. I can't do this. Like some days you're um, Alejandra and then some days you're
1: Allie And then some, like, I, I need the, I need one. I need one. How long does it take you to memorize names for all classes? One day, first day, first day, first day I get uh, real for real.
0: First day I do this. This is, I, this is one of my other first day things. Because after the snowball fight, sometimes I have some, some time. I literally just go around the room and do everyone's names. And like, no joke, there might be one or two in each class that I don't get the first time. But then they're stuck in there. No, yeah. I am dead serious. I'm talking like my students. That's Cap. Show up. Show yeah. up. Come see. Come see the magic happen. There's an entrance fee. I charge admission to see this.
1: <laughs> I feel <laughs> no, like one day. I'm that, not even joking. I don't know if I could do it like because I how do you feel after if you don't get that kid's name? Like you get everybody else's except one person. It's okay. It's okay. I just got 34. I'm 34 <laughs> for 35. Yeah, but how does little Johnny feel when you get Cynthia? No, no, no,
0: no, no, no. This is, I'm a pro man. Next day, next day they come in. First kid I talk to no matter what. First kid I go up and I say their name because I I have to for me. And like you said, it, it, maybe it makes them feel bad that I didn't, I didn't get it the first try.
1: Okay. So you redeem yourself. There's a system here. There's a system. I'm proud of you. That's cool. I still think you're capping bro. For real, for real. (laughs)
0: I'm filming it. I'm filming it. First day of school. Sorry, guys. I got to film this because people don't agree with or believe in my skill set.
1: I admire the confidence to do that day one because I always question like, I think I could get it, but I don't because I have that anxiety of I'm going to forget Lauren's name. Um, But then you just make it awkward. You make it awkward. You make it a joke
0: and then it's over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Reach his own. I usually can get them by like day three. Like I'm confident and like don't need the role anymore. Yeah. the snowball activity helps. I think that's why you do it day one because I never do the snowball day one. That is that
0: helps me a ton because I'm constantly I'm saying okay stand up what's your name and then um, I'm
1: repeating it and it's yeah okay I can believe that see we're unpacking it I believe that okay that so first episode happened bro for real for real. this
0: year's weird I don't know if there's any other district in the world that their first day of schools on a Friday so I feel like I'm gonna do the snowball know all their names and then forget it over the weekend
1: that's another thing of why I'm doing the letters the first day because Friday, it's usually high energy. You know, Monday is usually low energy. I'm flipping the script. Dead, dead. I'm flipping the script. True. I might flip the script with you. I mean, we can do it. I mean, you won't get their names down first day, but that's what you have the weekend for, baby. It's going to bother me, though. It's going to really bother me. And then when I read the letters over the weekend or during plan, I have my synergy roster open. So like I'm reading the person's letter and I'm looking at their face. See, when I read my letters, I know them already. So I don't need that. I don't need that cheat sheet. boy. Yeah, that's a cap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been maybe. A, can you tell we're kind of jazzed? We're ready. Oh, I'm to go. excited. I'm First excited day. to
1: hear the new lingo that kids are going to come up with. Maybe not yeah. excited when I actually find out what it means. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Excited to interact with these kids, excited to have a sense of purpose again. Um, yeah, I'm getting sick of these work days, man. I'll say that brutal, 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 yeah. brutal, bad, brutal. I'm ready to get back into it. Yeah. But, all right, what movie are we watching? Yeah, I was gonna say, we're coming back to work, we're full time educators, but hey, we are also podcasters. Um, and we we're will light. continue this train. <laughs> Um, until we get 5 million subscribers. Um, I all tattoos. Yeah, we'll get our googly-eyed tattoos. Um, and we're going to continue on. And so the next phase of our journey will be revolved around the 2014 film. You have probably, maybe, potentially, perhaps seen this before. It has Miles Teller? No. we it- been talking about doing this for a while. Yeah, just has not been on the streaming sites for TTF Nation to indulge. It is a new month in August, which means new movies, which means we are watching Whiplash which, via HBO Max. Uh, did you just make the sound of a whip? I did. Were you impressed? I was flabbergasted, I think. It's, it's not a Western I understand. (laughs) My first one was better. I know that whiplash. Does whiplash have to do with whips? No. (laughs) Okay. Isn't whiplash like a... Like when you get a a car car crash. Yeah, car crash. Yeah, your neck goes crazy. But I can't make that sound effect without severely injuring myself. Yeah, it's a rough sound effect. Um, Sorry, I
0: got so... So keyed in on the whip sound, which was brilliant. It was good. It was I good. Uh, what's what streaming service is it on?
1: Yeah, it's on HBO Max. Okay, okay. Um, so, despite how you feel about HBO Max right now, with some of the recent yeah, what the heck man. controversies and whatever they're doing, who knows? Um, who knows? Whiplash is on there, so you can take a look. Um, J.K. Simmons, Miles Teller, great movie. Um, obviously we've seen it before, but I'm ready to unpack this one because I haven't talked about it from like a film lens, which I've been wanting to. So, and I think one of the TTF nation members requested it a while back and we just kind of ignored him. So we're bringing it to you. I, I want to say it's Christian. Yeah. I from think New it's York. Christian, Christian from New York. We shouted him out before. Yeah. Shout out Christian from New York again. This one's from
0: I kind of want to give my score because I remember my score for this movie right now, but that would be ill-advised. So was, come back for the next
1: episode. I was going to say you—you will not be releasing your score on this episode. It'll be—I don't
0: know if that's ever been done in, in movie podcast history. You give your score before the episode even starts.
1: There's a reason why they don't. Do that. <laughs> but no, I'm pumped for Whiplash. I'm pumped
0: that we get to watch a movie about teaching. Yeah, exactly. Um, Exactly. Great teaching being done as we're heading back to school.
1: Yeah, a bunch of notes that you can take and bring into your (laughs) high school (laughs) class. All right, whiplash. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Whiplash. I'll throw it back with my next choice. I have another one already lined up. It's a it's an older one, but we're gonna save that because we just did an older one.
0: I think I might go. uh, I've been
1: feeling '80s, man. We'll see. Like we'll see. Maybe we should a start doing decade time. talk. Should we? If the nation wants it, we'll give it to them. If the nation wants it.
0: If one person tweets us, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> Where can they tweet us, X-ray? They can tweet us on Twitter at teacher Film talk. But I'm sure if you type type in uh, teacher talk film, it'll it'll pop up. Yeah. Um, or if you feel like commenting on our TikToks, which you will see uh, videos of this episode and previous episodes as well. Uh, my hair looks great today, just in case you wanted to check it out. It does. Um, I can confirm. Yeah, you can hit us up on TikTok. So, yeah. I enjoyed this one. Me too.
1: We just, want,
0: we just want one person to engage. Yeah. <laughs> Besides Christian from New York, <laughs> that'd be him.
1: We have a few. We have a few yeah. others. Um, I know loyal
0: loyal listeners yeah
1: we got some movies in the chamber that we will review for you you know who you are it's coming um (laughs) but like you said x-ray if you tweet at us we're not one of those accounts where we're not gonna see it or just flat out ignore you um we'll see it ttf nation we love you until next time follow us on twitter at (laughs) teacher talk do your homework whiplash the 2014 film starring Miles Teller, pre-mustache Teller. Um, mm. We can talk about that maybe. <laughs> Until next time, peace out. Peace out.